everyone, and welcome to the Gal at the Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me today, Andrea is still off, but she will be back. Uh, with me today is my very, very good friend. I'm so glad he's back on the show. Ben, how are you, my I'm friend? I'm good. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, good. God, it feels like we haven't talked Star Wars in a minute. It's so been I'm a really- minute. Yeah, I'm excited to talk some visions with you. I'm very, very excited. So thank you for joining me, as always. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. God knows it's not like my schedule is overly busy these days. (laughs) (laughs) It's anybody's schedule. I mean, let's be honest. Aren't we all just... (laughs) We've all got too much time and getting absolutely nothing accomplished. (laughs) That sounds accurate for everybody. (laughs) But yeah, uh, again, thank you for joining me. And we're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk about visions, but... Before we dive into that, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, we talk about it. So Ben, my friend. It's almost like a year ago, close that they announced all that dis uh, at like that big Disney online con or investors call. They dropped a lot of Star Wars news on us. In that was Star Wars Visions, and it was not until August that we got some type of trailer for it. So it's it was kind of like in the background, and then it came obviously full front marketing and all that as it got closer. But what were your initial thoughts on when you heard about what Visions was going to be? What did you think of, you know, when you did see that trailer, were you kind of like, okay, I'm in? Were you kind of still, I can't, you know, kind of still like, eh, let me watch and see if I like it. What were you, what were your thoughts going into Visions overall? Well, when we first heard about it, I, I was just excited to have more voices in on Star Wars. Um, I know it's something that we've talked about before is that we just want to see something new all the time instead of rehashing the same thing. So when they're talking about a bunch of anime studios coming in to work on Star Wars, it sounds exciting. And you're just hoping it's going to be something that you like personally. Uh, once that trailer came out, I was I was definitely all on board because you could tell that they were really given a lot of creative freedom, which is something like they didn't necessarily mention when they announced it because you're thinking like, well, I wonder if they gave them like a preset list of like, okay, you have to tell like stories within canon, which is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Like we still love Clone Wars and Rebels and all that, but it's really nice to have them just have free reign of like, just take Star Wars flavoring and do whatever you want with it. It's it's such a such a great idea. I was so excited when I saw that first trailer. Yeah, it was nice because we did eventually, like you said, my friend. You know, we got to hear that you know Lucasfilm was like, here, you guys, you do your thing. Just tell tell a Star Wars story that you wanna you wanna tell. It doesn't have to connect to canon. It doesn't even have to be characters that we are familiar with. It can be whatever you want. And I love that creative freedom like you're talking about. Like it was so perfect. It worked so well in that they did anime was I think perfect because it fits Star Wars because it's such a, you know, it's almost ingrained in Star Wars, like the Japanese kind of influences that George obviously used. You know, it was just like, it's it, it's huge. And I was so excited that they were doing this. And I really hope it takes off on that kind of side of the world because I, we, you know, we know as fans, Star Wars isn't as big on that side. 
But now, hopefully, anime, which is huge, will get people more into Star Wars. And it was fun to hear, like, before they did the trailer, they did, like, a little, like, behind-the-scenes, like, reel of, like, different uh, creators and everything within the those anime Japanese studios. And they talked about how, like, Star Wars was huge to them. So, like, you know it means, and it meant a lot for these studios, these anime studios, to be able to touch Star Wars. And that was, I think, exciting to hear, to feel, for me as a Star Wars fan, to know, like, okay, they're, they get it. And they're excited as much as anybody else to tell a story within the galaxy. Which it was, yeah, I, I was blown away with the trailer, like, I think, like, you were. And it was just, like, okay. I can't wait. Like, <laughs> give it, give it to me. I'm excited to see what they're doing, the different styles. It was really, really, really exciting for sure. So let's let's jump into the the season overall. So we had seven studios, Japanese studios, tell nine different stories. So they were based on whatever that studio wanted to tell. The animation was what they wanted to do. The style, whatever. So they're about like, what, 15 minutes almost like per app, something like that. And it was just a, a, an array of different characters that we got, which I, which was great. I, and I'll talk about that maybe later on. But Ben, your overall thoughts on the season, on those nine stories that we got. Did you enjoy it? Were there ones that really you connected to more? What was your kind of overall thoughts on that, uh, the nine episodes that we got this season? Oh, overall, this was some of my favorite Star Wars stuff in a long, long time. Uh, I know the last time we talked on this show, we were talking about the Bad Batch, right? And, like, we had a good time with the Bad Batch. It was super fun and cute. Uh, it's not anything groundbreaking for Star Wars. And, right, you know, that's right. okay. You know, Star Wars tends to, or excuse me, tends to tread the same territory. It is just kind of with the, comes with the genre. But when they just let people just do whatever they wanted, it was so refreshing just to see different takes on that, right? Because I know that you and I were both MCU people. We're Marvel kids. Right. So right. with Marvel, we get more of a variety of kind of like genres and flavors and different kinds of storytelling. Star Wars is a little like tighter held on its brand, which makes sense. But uh, that Visions was just, just a breath of fresh air because there was like, there's no canon. There's no point in sitting around and then debating whether it ties into the story or where it ties into the story or if it's a good tie into the story. It doesn't matter. It's just Star Wars at its purest, which is like it's space fantasy. And they're giving it back to like creators who come specifically from kind of like the storytelling culture that Star Wars cribs so much stuff from, especially like like you mentioned, George and Akira Kurosawa, like the Hidden Fortress is the, the template for A New Hope. So getting to let creators from that side of the world touch stuff and bring more of that into it, it was so much fun. Like there's there's stronger episodes than others for me, but the ones that like hit hit hard. Like there are some of those that if they wanted to do a full series, I'd throw all the money at them. Yeah, I would. There are ones that are just spectacular, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but. Yeah, for me too, I feel the same way, Ben. Like, it was so cool to actually just watch Star Wars and not worry about it. Like, mm -hmm. it didn't have to connect to this or that event or this character's, you know, journey. Like, it was just stories. It was just, like you're saying, like MCU, like, it was just a story being told. It was just something that you could just go in and not have really expectations and how it connects, you know, to the larger, you know, universe. 
it was fantastic. And I agree. There were some that were more that I connected to more than others, but like overall, like the animation was fantastic. Like in, like you're saying the Kurosawa kind of, you know, uh, levity to some of the episodes were fantastic. The, the anim the the animation of the of the lightsabers was just fantastic. I love the takes, and there's one in particular that I want to talk about later. But it was just like, and, and then the music too. I mean, let's not like. Oh, that music oh, was gorgeous. It was, and some of those episodes, you probably maybe feel the same way I do. Man, it was like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. Maybe we should put that in Star Wars. Oh yeah, because it was fabulous. Go ahead. There's, like, what, oh, what's your thoughts on the music? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that music! Like, I need to need to do my homework better and see like who all actually <laughs> touched that. But man, there are some of those episodes that you're thinking it's hard to to deal with like the music legacy of Star Wars, right? Because like John Williams already set a bar, so good luck and God bless. Yeah. Uh, some people come in and like Ludwig Göransson came in, has been doing amazing with like the Mandalorian soundtrack. Uh, like Kevin Kiner's doing great over and like the animated universe, uh, but it's hard to do. Uh, luckily, the, they they had something that felt Star Wars enough, like it felt true, but it wasn't so overly referential that it felt like a cheap copy of it. Like it was definitely every one of those short films had its own style and tone, and the music was like so on some of those especially, like the music was really really top tier. Yeah, I think the music overall, like it, it felt Star Wars, like we're talking about, but it, but it was vastly different than what we're used to, like a John Williams, a Kevin Kiner, whoever you know has done you know Star Wars music. So it was, it was really like refreshing to hear like a different kind of style of music to go with Star Wars, and it fit. Like I loved how these episodes like really felt. Like you, they really took a deep dive into like the Japanese culture a lot, which I love. Like you felt that, and the music, and different you know references to maybe how they see the Force and like the name of it in a couple episodes. Like you loved how it was just it was an array of different takes, and it was like just beautiful stuff. And some of it was like chaos. Like some of it made no sense, right? Like I, I talked uh, to our good friend Alberto on the Radio Rebellion. And like, for instance, like the the twins episodes <laughs> made completely no sense. It was bonkers, right? Like they're fighting in space on top of a like star destroyers. Mm-hmm. Made no sense. They didn't. <laughs> but I didn't even care one iota about that because it was beautiful. The story was amazing. So like, I liked how they didn't take it serious. You know, like they didn't take it to where like, oh, we got to, you know, the science of it, the the physics and all that stuff. No, dude, you had two people fighting on top of a Death Star in the middle of space. OK, like it didn't matter. Like that made that made perfect sense in the situation. So like I loved how it was sometimes like chaos or didn't really like fit normal like Star Wars, but it was perfectly Star Wars. In and on itself, though, does that make sense? Like, is it, did you feel that oh, way yeah. too sometimes? For sure. Yeah, like, like it. There are some that go kind of like more balls to the wall than others, uh, as far as kind of how out there they want to go or how grounded they want the story to feel. Because that's you know completely up to you when you're telling your story. But they all like they they rang true as far as they felt Star Wars flavored. 
Like some of them hit really hard for me. Some of them are like, okay, that I saw that. I know that that's somebody's favorite. It's not mine, and that's okay. Like I didn't walk away from any of being like, well, that was a waste of fourteen minutes because it's like eleven to twenty-two minutes tops. Like that's you're you're in and you're out. You're not going to be upset about it. You didn't waste an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, I think you know that's the beautiful thing I think about them being these kind of shorter films that you didn't have to invest like you're saying two hours in a movie or like a whole season of like following a certain story they were just like you know here's 12 minutes of just star wars for you to digest and enjoy and it was perfect it fits so perfectly and i'm oh i i really hope they do a season two i i feel like we're gonna get a season two i know there's rumors or i don't know if it got confirmed yesterday that they're doing the art of book for visions which i am Oh, I'm so, so down, down for that. Oh, I love the art of books. I think you and I have talked about that. Before. Oh, yeah. Oh, I cannot wait for this. Visions one's going to be super insane. Like, I can't wait to see what they what they do for that art of book. It's going to be really, really cool. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about the episodes and maybe ones that we that we kind of connected to. So there were nine of them. Um, there was the duel. There was The Village Bride. There was Tatooine Rhapsody. I'm not going in order, people, just to let you know. I'm just reading them <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, so, Ninth Jedi, Village Bride, The Duel, Twins, Elder, Lapinocho, T.O.B. One. Like I said, um, Tatooine Rhapsody. And then I'm going to pronounce it, Ben, and I'm terrible at, at pronunciations, but Akakiri is I the think other it's one. Close? Like, I think I, like I thought that? it was Akakiri. I'm not positive. <laughs> like, don't look at us. Too. Neither of us are native speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's 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 there. You guys will notice it. Yeah. But you so can those figure are, it out. Yeah, you can figure it out. So those are the nine the nine short stories that we got, and like we said, from seven very very well known Japanese anime studios. So you know, let's talk about maybe some that you love so what were a couple or how many you know whatever you want to talk about what oh, ones yeah. did you kind of like gravitate to really like sunk your teeth into with what they were presenting so there's three of them that like i would any other version that they want to tell more stories in those universes i'm down for like more anime episodes movie comic book novel anything and that's uh the duel oh, the village yeah. bride and la Pinocho. Ooh. Those three just absolutely blew me away. They're, I love those ones so very much. And they all have the same thing that I love from A New Hope, right? Is that they introduce a world where there's clearly world building, but they don't have to micro explain anything. They just throw you in the middle of a story and you can kind of intuit certain things. That's That's my favorite way of setting up a story is just as long as I know that you know what's going on, I can kind of work my way there. And like those are all they were gorgeously animated. They all had fantastic takes on kind of like force wielders and different ways that we hadn't really seen before. They all had like really amazing lightsaber designs. And then like just the like the mood and tone of those stories, like they're very short films, but they managed to have a full arc. And like you get emotionally invested by the end of it, which especially like with La Pinocho, I did not think that was going to be one of my favorites because mm-hmm. like on on the surface, I'm like, I don't know that the bunny anime is going to be the one that I gravitate towards. <laughs> like I'll watch it because like I'll, I'll go into anything, but like, I don't know. This might be a little bit too much the side of the internet. That's not for me. 
And then nice. about 10 minutes into it, like I'm like crying because of the bunny. And it's like, oh, well, I love I, I love her. I want everything to be okay for her. She's the best thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. Like, I, oh, it's so good. Yeah, La Pinocchio was one that I think surprised me too because it was just like a a simple story, you know, but there was so much theme in that one, like, you know, belonging, you know, being part of a family that maybe you, you know, that isn't blood. You love that story or being, you know, the how the father, you know, thought of Lop as a, you know, as a daughter, even though it wasn't like his his blood. Like, it's just those type of stories that Star Wars is built on. It's built on family. And like, you're right. The animation was so good in that episode. And the fact that I I hope that maybe in if they do another season two, they can, you know, continue this story because how it ended, you're like, I kind of wanted to continue. Like, why'd you stop there? <laughs> like, I wanted yeah, like, more. Can we do more? Right. I want more. It's the same thing with the village bride. Yeah. It's like, it's such like yes. a, just a tiny little taste of a story that we don't really know what's happening before or after on it. But I'm 100% invested in it. Like, I'm so fascinated by right. that. Right. Yeah. The village bride. It felt bride so was acutely too. Japanese. Like, it had such, mm-hmm. like, all three of those really like really leaned into like the Japanese culture and like so did like Akakiri. That one didn't hit as hard for me personally, but that's okay. Uh but like the duel, I'm sure that's one that we'll get stuck on for a long time. That's one that already has a spin-off novel. That's more gorgeous than anything in that series had any right to be. Like the animation yeah, in that, that was great. is spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Village Bride too. I mean, like, yeah, the duel itself was fantastic. I mean, that was a good episode for the series to like start with, I felt like, because it was it was black and white. It felt very like Japanese inspired, like totally just you're like, OK, this is different, but it feels Star Wars still at the same time, you know, so the duel was great. And yeah, the, the character Ronin was very fascinating. So I'm glad they're expanding on that to you know books comics whatever down the road and then yeah the village bride was one of my favorites too because i think the village bride was like one of those sneaky ones where you're like wow okay it was a deeper kind of like story you know of a you know a story of a padawan i think her, her name is f you know a story of a padawan that maybe got lost in her way and she finally kind of you know realizes that she needs to be the the person that she was always meant to be, you know, a Jedi, you know, the the great moment of her like, you know, cutting the the braid off and taking the mask off to show like who she really truly is and just her obviously, you know, all these female characters in this series were badass. Let's just Oh yeah. were fantastic. And I'm so glad they did both good and bad like it wasn't just like oh yeah all the female characters were good no there was a nice mix like you're saying in the duel that sith was a female she was so cool and amazing yeah and i with a lightsaber umbrella and the heels (laughs) like who no how dare you you can't do this to us (laughs) and you know what's really funny is i when she started like you know mary poppins it around Uh i was like if people really hated the Inquisitors and Rebels, man, they're really going to have a problem with a flying, <laughs> flying umbrella, Mary Poppins. So, like, it was, like, I loved it so, so much. And what I really love, too, is just how this will turn into cosplay. Like, mm-hmm. these characters and just going to a celebration and seeing these 
takes on these characters is going to be really, really cool too. So that's one thing that I think, especially like the dual village bride, especially with F, I loved F. I love her look. I loved her yellow lightsaber. That lightsaber was so cool. I hope, I really hope they take some of these sabers and make them to where you can get them. Like I would buy her lightsaber in a heartbeat. Like, that was like probably that my favorite one. Amazing way that around like the the base of the the hilt, yes. that you could see the color igniter. It's so cool. Yeah, and I love. And that's that was one of the cool parts too about all of the episodes was the lightsabers were weren't the same. Like it wasn't just the same old lightsabers. Like they, you saw the different designs. You saw how like a samurai sword was inspired, and it was just, it was so so good. Yeah. But Village Bride, you know, I, that's one of my favorites, too, for sure. I loved, 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 loved it. I think another one for me was uh, Ninth Jedi. Mm-hmm. That was probably, for me, the, the one that hit hardest. And it was the one that I felt like was the most Star Wars and how they and how they presented it. Because it was mm-hmm. it was different, right? Because they they had a little narration in the, in the beginning to kind of get you into like, OK, this is where we are in this specific story you know and then the idea of which i loved from this episode of when you touch the when the force user touches the lightsaber that will determine the color of it so like it's not the typical like padawan goes finds a kyber crystal journey and then they make their own lightsaber like the lightsabers are forged and then depending on what type of force user you are the color will you know emit so i loved that i loved the 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 ray vibes too of the main mm-hmm. character care like she was so cool and i i i heard i don't know if you heard but i heard in that episode like a the smallest of hints of ray's theme mm-hmm. just like the first like note or two like that just like, just the tiniest little hint of it maybe yeah and it was beautiful though like if if you heard it you're like oh okay that's that's really really cool and then just that animation i loved that animation uh, I think that was one of my favorites. And then again, it was almost, it was a complete story. Like, a, like you said, like it was a complete arc that we could get more stories of. We could follow this group of characters into another adventure, which I hope oh, they easily. do. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved how it was, you know, I think a lot of, not all, but a lot of them were very serious in tone. So you had some like, you know, uh, funny parts to some of them, but like, I felt like the ninth Jedi was really like, it was a solid story. It had everything Star Wars. It had like humor parts, like the robot drinking tea saying he was still mm-hmm. on break. Like it just had everything. And then it had that, the big kind of twist of like all those Jedi who we thought were Jedi were actually Sith mm-hmm. besides the young, uh, the young, the young gentleman, I think his name was Ethan. So like, it was, it was just a complete Star Wars story. I was just like, man, I want more of those characters. Like, I want to dive into that story, what this uh, what this uh, most great Juro is doing, why he's, you know, where he's trying to find other Jedi. Like, it was just a, a, a great overall story for me. Um, I, I want to kind of get Really yeah, go good ahead. character designs in that one, too. Yeah. Like that's that's one that, like, I, I really did enjoy The Ninth Jedi, and I would love to see more of it. Uh, like, it's, it's a solid A grade for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially just like the that extended speeder scene is gorgeous to look oh, at and it's God. so well paced uh, and yes. then like you said like just the 
like the storytelling element of like the lightsaber changing color depending on who's wielding it comes back in such like a fun way for the plot once they hand those over and then it's red all of a sudden so smart right it's right. such a cool and also a, a mostly clear lightsaber is a really cool visual thing i kind of loved out. it like, i loved it it was yeah. so cool <laughs> it was like it wasn't something i expected but it was like okay because i remember in the trailer you see it but then to get more context of it you're like oh that's that's pretty cool like that's really really cool and i liked how again it was focused on her journey of like you know figuring out who she was and again her hers becomes green at the end so like oh i love yeah the ninth jedi was one of those this like hard-hitting overall like great stories but you could do more. You could definitely do more uh, from these characters and everything. There's a couple that I kind of want to talk about because I think a lot of people either really liked them or they were like they were good, but it wasn't like their favorites. Like Tatooine Rhapsody. That was pretty much a just fun, wild story of like a galaxy, you know, a galaxy far, far away alt rock band coming right. together and it was just like you know familiar place familiar character like boba fett uh we saw jabba in there Bib fortuna so it that one was one of those like okay they pulled obviously from characters that we know and everything it was just like a wild kind of story but it was just like okay like for me it was just it was okay yeah it was okay like it's you know? it's perfectly passable like it's it's fun uh, I, I at the time I called it Scott Pilgrim versus the Galaxy Far Far Away. Like it's <laughs> That's so it's, good. It's very that. Uh, I you know I bet actually the Japanese like audio track on that is probably better than the the dub because mm. unfortunately the dub on that one was a little bit on the weaker side. Yeah, uh, I would you know be. no no offense to uh, to oh wow I almost said Joseph Campbell. Nope, wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Yes. Like, yes. no offense to him. I, I don't know that the, that dub track was, like, the, the strongest, so I will go back and rewatch that with the original audio just to see. Because, uh, yeah, like, you know, the song one. was, like, interesting and in how it didn't work. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. But the animation was really cute. Yes. Uh, that version of anime Bib Fortuna is my favorite. Like, <laughs> he is the ugliest, cutest little motherfucker ever. <laughs> and I loved, and even Boba Fett. Like mm-hmm. just, he was cool looking in that animation style too. And then to get a hut playing in a band, like random, didn't know I needed to see a hut playing the guitar, but mm-hmm. here we are living our dream and enjoying it. So it was, it was interesting. That was like one of those interesting stories that was like, okay, it was fun. It didn't really like, you know, move me either way, but I didn't like you're saying the animation was pretty freaking cool. It was fun to see, Tatooine and where the pod racing was because we were so familiar with that from Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of those like kind of nostalgia-ish ones, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, like it was it was just playful. Yeah, like, it was it was a perfectly suitable, playful little short. Right. I, you know, I don't it might it could be someone's favorite. And if so, like, you know, go with the force. Like awesome for you. <laughs> right, uh, right. You know, it's OK. <laughs> yeah. I didn't lose any sleep over it. Right, it's not right, one right. of those that like I need more of that, and I don't necessarily really need merch from it. Uh, but like mm-hmm. you know, it was fun. Lightsaber yeah. microphone was cool. Like that was yeah. a cool idea. That was a very cool idea. I thought though too. Yeah. So that was one of the things that you know, it's just one for me that I was like, okay, 
it, it wasn't the strongest, but I still, like you're saying, the animation was cool. The visuals, you know, like just the characters were really interesting. It was just fun. It was just a fun, fun short story. And I think the other one that for me that was, again, it was so-so, but it visually was really, really cool was the T.O.B. one. Like, yeah, I I loved the Astro Boy like uh, reference. reference. Yeah, like, it was it was cool. I liked the, the story of him like wanting to be a Jedi and all that stuff. It was just like, OK, like it was a fun story. Beautiful animation, I thought. But it was just OK. Like, again, I, I, I know how you felt about it, but it was just like. Okay, it was cool. Yeah, that's kind of the only one that really like disappointed me, and maybe it's because I came okay. in with more expectations on that one. Okay, just as you know, as a it's a plot summary when they're like, yeah, it's it's about a a droid who wants to become a Jedi, and it's like Astro Boy designs, and you're like, oh, well, that that's going to be adorable and amazing, and it was it was adorable. It was fine, you know, it's it's perfectly passable, like. TOB one is a really cute design. Yeah. It was extraordinarily 80s style anime. Oh Excuse me. That's what it wanted to be. Like it wanted to be 80s anime down to like <laughs> the overuse of sound effects for every individual movement right. on every character. <laughs> that you're like, oh yep, this is my childhood. I forgot how obnoxious this is, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it felt like again, it was it was cool. It was a fun story. It was just like, okay, like. Let, you don't have to like like you're saying i don't have to like want more or like i'm okay if they don't tell like another story with that character but it was fun to see like they like you're saying the animation itself was so 80s and it was downright fun like you couldn't hate it for that for sure like it was just visually visually stunning i think the one too another one that i talked about earlier was twins and I want to dive into that one because like we talked about a little bit the chaos of it like how it completely made no sense at a lot point uh, at many times <laughs> like Not you had single you had a brother and sister aim in um I believe his name is Kai Kyrie or I can't remember how how his name is but you had these twins that were that were almost cloned or were cloned to the dark side. And I, I mean, the story aspect of it, of kind of the, the brother being like, eh, persuaded maybe to the light side now because he wants to save his sister. Like, I like the, the story beats in it, but again, like when you, if you take away that and just watch like two people fighting on top of like connected desktop, Death Star, <laughs> like Star Destroyers, Star Destroyers, and yeah. <laughs> in space, no mask on, no helmet, right? And then him flying on a X-wing upside down while going into hyperspace. It makes uh, zero sense, it makes no but sense. but it was like the greatest thing I've ever seen, though. Like <laughs> because of the animation itself, you're just like, okay, I, I've kind of sold on this, like. It was just one of those wild, wild stories. And it was just, you know, you're like, it, it doesn't have to make sense. Like, I think mm. that that was one of those episodes where, like, you had to put all that out of your head. That, like, you know, Star Wars, it's so serious. So how do, you know, people with Last Jedi, how do the bombs fall? There's no 
whatever in space like okay oh yeah let's- like if if the bombs in the last jedi was a rough time for you i i pity <laughs> your soul exactly. when the droid has a helmet at the end yes. so he can go into yes. space but none of the human characters need it again made no sense that the droid had a helmet on we're just like yeah we're in space we're fine just fine yeah just bouncing around (laughs) having a great time it was so good but like you're saying like if it it, it didn't have to that's the beauty of i think what visions did is that like it didn't have to make sense like it didn't have to Hmm. follow certain you know beats or steps and like like we talked about earlier you know, that that was very smart of Lucasfilm to be like, you guys do whatever you want. Do whatever animation style you want, whatever characters you guys want to bring up, do whatever you want. And it doesn't have to be held to any canon whatsoever. Because I think that's where if they did maybe give them a little bit of you got to do this, this and this, then I think it would have felt a little different. But I'm so glad mm-hmm. they didn't do that. Because like you said earlier, it, it freed up for them to do whatever they want and for it to be this chaos of twins that was like both mind bending and just like, what are we doing? But at the same time, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. <laughs> like just the- Yeah, I I think I screamed the whole way through it. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. simultaneously, like that on the order form, they said we would like one anime Star Wars place. They said we will give you the most anime Star Wars that could ever exist. Like this will make Dragon Ball look like like fucking Downton Abbey or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you will not be able to follow it. It will make no sense. It will be bright and colorful. And then you would just sit and yell at the screen the whole time. And be like, what is going on? <laughs> and that was like again like in the the shots really i think a lot in that story in particular like you're saying it it was definitely heavy maybe the anime that i i have seen and like like expected so like seeing it was in star wars was really cool and just the you know that visual shot at the end of of the brother sitting on top of his x-wing that's like upside down in the sand him and his droid were just looking out like it was a great shot, and you're like, okay, like after all that chaos that you just witnessed for the the past like eight minutes, now you get like this most beautiful shot you ever seen in Star mm-hmm. Wars, and it's just like, it was okay. I was like, wow, I need kind of more of it. Like, was he like standing on the ship the entire time he was in hyperspace? Like, what was going on? Probably. Who knows? <laughs> But that's the beauty of it. Like, it doesn't matter if he was because it's it was just a small, small story that they told in Visions. And that was part of, I think, Twins really, I think, set the bar of like, okay, guys, you have to just enjoy it and Mm -hmm. just accept the chaos that some of these episodes will present. And it was just it was so well done. And that's probably why it's. One of my favorites, too, is is that episode. Like, it was just so wacky. Like you said, you see a droid with a helmet on, but none of the humans are wearing helmets. Like, it was just, <laughs> it made no sense. But it was, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, for sure. Um, the only other episode I kind of want to touch on is The Elder, because mm-hmm. I really love that story of 
Master and Apprentice, like that felt super Star Wars too. Oh yeah. The the elder, the Sith guy was just amazing. Like that was so, so, so Star Wars. The animation I thought was beautiful. I mean, when it was raining, you see the hilt the lightsaber like uh with the smoke coming off right. of it. Like it felt and looked beautiful. And the story was so Star Wars and how the master was telling the the Padawan that like, you know, at, at the end of the episode that basically, you know, at, you know, if that elder was a little younger, I might have died. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. You know, it's about learning. It's about growing and just knowing that your time will eventually come. But that's OK. Like that's that's, you know, part of the, the, the cycle. So very deep Star Wars. And just I thought the animation was really, really cool. So like, cool. And the fun yeah. thing is that both of those, both the twins and the elders are studio trigger. So yes. like they got two episodes and they went to wildly different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Which is what you should do if you get the opportunity to do two stories. Like go all in. Uh I something I wanted to mention, and I'm sure other people have talked about this, is that like the version of the Jedi that we see in these feels like so true and so refreshing. Yeah, because like it yeah. helps because it is so aggressively influenced by Eastern philosophy and like Buddhism and like Shinto that seeing like, people who culturally understand that they like, bring that philosophy into Jedi characters. It feels so good to finally see that. Right. Uh, because then you're like, OK, these are the Jedi that we kind of wanted growing up. Like this is how we expected them to be. Such a cool episode. Yeah, that was that was one of those like, OK. Like this was definitely like you're saying they went from from that studio they went from a just chaotic twins to like a super grounded elder story so it was cool like you're saying that they you could see the the variety that they were really thinking of like in, in from story to story and in an animation style too because two vastly different obviously like you said va- animation styles within those two uh, episodes so. Yeah, I I think the elder I think is one of those ones where I think people don't talk about it enough, but it should be because of just how grounded, how spectacular the animation was. The music in it was great. Like, ugh, I I loved every single thing about. Yeah, the elder I think sure. that's one of the sleepers of that. Is it's it's just not as flashy as other episodes in that. Right, right. Uh, and it's not as big and boisterous. It's just basically a lightsaber duel in the rain which is one step closer to like the the lightsaber duel of my dreams is so aggressively akira kurosawa like (laughs) seven samurai influence like i just want to see a lightsaber duel in like a torrential downpour like in the mud like just a really messy like japanese noir style lightsaber duel and it got us just like one step closer to it and it's like that's all i want i just want to see it once on screen (laughs) it would be really cool Right, 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 right. That would be a really cool and interesting uh, lightsaber battle for sure. Again, maybe they they do it for season two. So um, before we jump into maybe like season two talk, uh, any final episodes you kind of want to talk about or anything like that? Uh, I will mention that like Akakiri is an episode and then I saw it. Um, (laughs) If you asked me right now, gun to my head to tell you the plot of it, I I don't don't remember. I, I don't either. remember it. I don't know if it's because it's the last one and maybe like my brain was already fried after La Pinocho. Maybe. And, like, maybe they shouldn't have been back to back. Uh, but like, I, I don't, I don't remember it. I have no idea what that one was about. 
Yeah, me too. Okay it was <laughs> it was like it was just one of those like you're on a high cuz like you're saying Lapinocha was so good and even the one, you know, the couple episodes before that were like really good and then that one, you know, starts and you're just like okay, what's going on? Who's this character? What's going on? I had to watch that one a couple times to like understand it and to like, you know, see what the story was. But yeah, like like you're saying, if you had to, you know, if I had to do it, I couldn't tell you the character's name. I couldn't tell you like the the main, you know, the the main part of the story I vaguely remember. But like other than that, animation was okay. Like it wasn't like Yeah, animation was a, it was kind of cool. Right. Um like it was definitely the animation was the standout of that episode because it was a different style. And like I appreciate that. I like the animation. Yeah. Uh, well, that's about it. That's about all I have to say about that one. <laughs> if it's your favorite, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to trash the thing that you love. It just didn't do a bunch for me personally, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of this. I think it's okay that you got nine, you know, nine little short films. People are not going to have the same exact ones that will touch them that people that people might have not. So, like that's the beauty of this. I think what visions did is that I think people will see each one and have different feelings for them. And, but I think overall everybody will appreciate and have appreciated these nine stories. Like I, from what I can tell on like Twitter and just everywhere else, it's been pretty much like universally, like thumbs up from everybody, like overall on visions, like they need to do a season two. So do you think we will get a season two? I feel like we will. And do you want, oh, surely. Like, do you want brand new stories? Do you want like some that continue what we got from season one? Like what would you want in the next go around? So regions? the thing it's complicated, right? Like I do a hundred percent think we'll get a season two. Like I, I think that's all but confirmed because like a compared to other star Wars stuff, like animation is a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also you can have studios working out while you do stuff in the main storyline. It's a great thing. It's an easy sell. Anime is a huge target audience. Like on paper, everything makes sense. Keep doing right. these. Right. Like I'm sure the the viewership was really great on these. Uh, the thing that I feel like make it, it made it so successful is that there wasn't really any rules as far as storyline goes. So as much as like I so much want to see more, like I want to see more of the duel. I want to see more of La Pinocho. I want to see more of the Ninth Jedi want to see more uh, of the village bride i kind of would want them just to do another like nine completely different stories uh and then but maybe some of those stronger ones we we do something else with like maybe we give them like a, a, a short little limited series or we give them like a a comic or a manga run or like a series of novels like there's different ways we can tell those stories as much as I would love to watch more animation on it. Uh, I I think I would just kind of rather see new stories. I Although if they turn around and say agree. like, we're, we're doing a couple sequel episodes, I'm not going to complain by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. I, I kind of with you, like, are there ones like the ones you mentioned, the dual village bride, ninth Jedi, even twins. Like, yeah, I would like a continuation but if you gave me all nine different stories, I I, I kind of want that a little bit more. Only because, like you're saying, we could do just like they're doing for Ronin and Duel. They're doing a book. Do a do a Magna run or do a comic run on 
Village Bride, Ninth Jedi. Again, you could maybe mix in new, like newer, brand new character episodes and maybe have a couple of ones that are continuation, right? But I kind of, I'm kind of with you though. I, I would, I would prefer it being completely like nine new stories, new characters, new adventures, and just let's just, just keep it going. And then, like you're saying, figure out in different mediums how to continue some of the stories that obviously people are more that it's more popular with, and that you can, you know, you can definitely sell. Because obviously people want more stories of like the Village Bride, Ninth Jedi, uh, twins. So you can find other ways to continue those stories. But yeah, I kind of like it fresh. I wouldn't mind it's fresh. Like just from a creative standpoint, like from a business standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Like it makes a lot of sense. You hire some very, very successful studios. You have them just like pull a story out of thin air. You throw it up against the wall. You see what sticks. Mm-hmm. The ones that stick, like you do other things with and then you throw like nine new ones at and you just keep doing right. that like maybe once a year once every two years we do a, a vision season it doesn't have to be like continual like i'll wait like, i'm fine with it being something that we just don't get like 12 episodes every year on like we could wait i could do two years right. in between visions i think i'd be okay yeah take your time like you know really you know break into these you know nine stories and just do fresh yeah i'm kind of with you like i I'm not in a rush. Like, don't rush it, right? Just don't mm-hmm. rush it. Just don't do it just because. Like, like take your give time. Give people their time. Let them, mm-hmm. like, work it out. Like, it's, like, vision should be, like, a fun treat that we get. And it, like, it feels I like agree. a big deal instead of it just being, like, a big rush to it. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you know, I love Star Wars. It is, it's one of my favorite things that have ever existed on the face of the planet. Uh, but sometimes, like, I, maybe it's because I'm also, like, an older-ish fan is that i kind of miss the rarity of star wars in some ways i see Uh, like don't get me wrong like i'm so happy to have like mando and book of boba fett and like rebels and bad batch and stuff like i'll take all of them and i'll enjoy it i just kind of like the like you had to wait two to three years before you got something new so you kind of had like more time with it uh so like as long as we can kind of like have our cake and eat it too would be great if we could have things like visions in the meantime and then like you know, every other year we get like a new like main story beat, like that's cool. But we could have just like these other things in between, like keep the brand going, keep the fans fed. But like, you know, take our time. Like Star Wars doesn't have to be Marvel. I don't have to have six movies a year. Like we could we can slow down. It'd be OK. Yeah. Oh, God, I I, I totally agree. Like we sh- I like the slower pace. Like let's take our time with storytelling. Doesn't have to be every year, year and a half. Or like you're saying with Marvel, six movies a year, like th- that's Marvel and that's okay. Like they, oh, yeah. they have the formula as you and I have talked about before. Like it's just, that's just how they do it. And, and we'll be there for all six of those movies good. opening night. Exactly. They'll be super fun. They've right. got that greased, like that is a well-oiled machine. Right. I just don't think Star Wars fits in that format. Exactly. exactly. Like Marvel's supposed to be that. Right. And that's why I'm I rather have Star Wars, like you're saying, kind of have it more of a two, three years. Like, let's let's kind of stretch it out a little bit. Take your time, really build a good story and then present it and let us enjoy it. And then again, two, three years down the road. Let's do it. Definitely 100 percent with you on that one. Definitely 100 percent with you. Um, Final thoughts. Anything else before we wrap it up, my friend? Oh, 
just like I, I need Hasbro to to go through and then just make like a lop figure for the Black Series. Yeah, I didn't think I would need anything out of this, but like do that, make some from the duel. I'll I'll, I'll throw money at you if you want to make those lightsabers. Like <laughs> Hasbro, yep. like the it, it's so kind of fascinating, right? Like I'm just gonna go on a, a mild mild tangent here, right? So like as someone who is a collector, right? Uh, and I'm a, a big Star Wars person, big Marvel person, like we've been talking about, right? Marvel's doing like the What If series at the same time that Visions was coming out, right? So like as What If is releasing, like Hasbro's like Marvel Legends series, like has tie-in merch, like ready to go, like already being announced. It's coming. You can pre-order it. It's ready to go. There's like nothing from like the Star Wars side of like the Hasbro team to go with Visions. And you're like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, you know these character designs, they're not plot twisty stuff like you could have had those character designs you could have had something in development so like as those episodes are airing you can pop this up and be like hey this character is coming you can pre-order it and it'll be out next june something like that like you gotta you gotta trust the sauce a little bit more it's a star wars it will sell itself like yeah give us some tie-in stuff like i want to throw my money at the dirty mega corporation like give me something to throw my money at <laughs> Right. It is. It, that's a whole different, you know, and you can I can have you back on to talk about marketing and Star Wars. because That's a whole conversation for sure. But I, I agree. Like, I, I wish there was a little bit more connectivity in that way. Like, push your brand just a little bit, like get us excited, because that's what Marvel is very good at. is getting you excited for the next thing while they still have a thing going on. Like, and you're excited for both because of how they're marketing it what they're doing, you know, getting you excited for everything that's happening. Again, I wish Star Wars was that way, but they're just not. It is what it is. And eventually, maybe down the road, we will get these figures, right? Hopefully, they they see that the money is there. People will buy these action figures or buy these pop figures, whatever they do. Like, they just need to brand it and just sell it and just give it to us and get us excited for it. Right? And it's like, so funny of anything of Star Wars, right? Because Star Wars is the thing that invented yes, like the tie-in the product. Right. Like the, the tie-in toy is a hundred percent because of Star Wars and yep. Kenner's success. Yep. Where like, I mean, you and I both remember the Phantom Menace, right? Like yep. if it sat still, they slapped a Phantom Menace logo on it. That is still yes. like the most marketed movie of all time. Right. <laughs> um, and like as much as we pick on it, there's so much just stuff. And it's really fun just to see all that. So like we can still do that, guys. Like, The Force Awakens was really the last one that they did that huge marketing push on. Right. Where they're right. just, like, everything that could sit still had a new Star Wars logo on it. Like, you get Rey on a Ziploc bag. But, uh, like, yeah, not so much for the other stuff. And that's kind of sad. Hopefully, like I said, maybe down the road that will that will change a little bit. But, yeah, I, um, you know, again, to wrap up my thoughts and visions, it was great. I hope they do another season two. And I hope they really push more of the boundaries and really dive and stick their feet in the ground with this type of animation style and what, what they did with this visions. Like it was just, it was perfect. Like it was refreshing. Like you said, Ben for star Wars fans to, to, to accept. Yeah. Yeah. And again, overall universally, I think everybody really did like these. So more, more, please Lucasfilm. Yeah. More, please more, 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 please. Okay, that's it. That's the episode, everybody, our talk on Visions. Ben, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on and talking some Star Wars with me. We will do it again for sure. 
let the people know where they can find you on Twitter and all that good stuff. Well, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Ben is the worst. Uh, was a, a huge part of a show called the Katana cast for a long time, but we actually have just recently uh, recorded our last episode of that show. Cause we're all going on to other projects, which is actually, you know, it's a happy thing. We're all excited about it. So that last episode is available out there probably by the time that this episode airs. In the meantime, if you check Twitter, any kind of guest pop-ups that I do, like here on the Galactic Podcast, I'll I'll be doing a live stream with Pink Milk on October the 22nd, I believe. Ooh, that'll be uh, fun. I should know that off the top of my head. It's somewhere in my calendar. I don't know. I'll know when Brian texts me and says, hey, you know you're on tonight, right? Uh, other than that, <laughs> got some other projects that you'll hear more as we get closer to 2022. Uh, you may hear some familiar voices associated with that as well. That's all I have to say about that. But other than that, like, thank you so much for having me on. It is always a pleasure to sit down with you, my friend. We always have a great time. Yes. Uh, and if you are listening and you have not already subscribed to the Galactic Podcast, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to fix that. Make sure that you leave that five-star review on iTunes because that really helps get the show the actual uh, coverage that it needs because it bumps it up in the algorithm. And give them a follow over on Twitter because, like, they're absolutely killing it over there. And these are some really lovely ladies, and we need to support them in the fandom. Oh, well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate all the kind words that you just said. And, yes, uh, familiar voices might be heard down the road. You never know, people. You just never know. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Low Row Knows. And you can follow the Galactic Podcast on Twitter at the Galactic Pod. We're on Apple Pod, like Ben said, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff. Please, 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 yes, do those five-star reviews. Get us up and get us noted. And that's it. That's the show, guys. As always, may that force be with you. Bye. (laughs) 